What is going on, guys? Jordan Richards here, back to talk to you again. If you're listening for the first time, thank you so much for checking out the Real Life Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Richards, and I like to talk about my real life. But I don't want it to be just my real life. I want to inspire you listeners to try things, to do things that maybe you hadn't thought of. Maybe you have thought of, but didn't think it made sense to try it. Something that you don't necessarily need to do or something that you don't necessarily want to do, but something that may be able to improve your everyday life. I came across a wonderful group of people the other day. And I was talking to them and we were discussing the concept of dreams. What are your dreams? What are your dreams? What are my dreams? What are dreams in general? There's people out there who are dreamers. They have their head in the clouds. They always are looking to the next thing and the next thing. They don't necessarily think all these steps through. And honestly, I'm I'm very envious of those people because I'm a very logical person. I don't conceptualize things on a mass level on a grand scale I look at every minute detail and say well what could go wrong here what could go wrong there and it's really brought me to a place that is extremely comfortable from a young age especially when I look at like financially where a lot of people really struggle or overextend themselves or whatever whatever the situation may be is I've always been not poor because my parents always had money, but I never really had money of my own. So that really forced me to stretch a dollar as much as I could or just simply spend all my money until I didn't have any left and then I had to figure it out from there. I was never struggling. I was never on the streets. I was never wondering where my next meal was coming from. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about like as a young kid, I didn't have a whole lot of money just that was my own that I could spend freely simply because I didn't work. I didn't work. I didn't put the time in like a lot of people do. I didn't really grind. I didn't I didn't understand that concept until much later in my life. But what I think that taught me is it taught me to be more economical in my future life. Once I had money, once I had certain things, I always made sure that I had money to cover whatever it is I needed. No matter what the circumstance was, I always had money. Before I bought anything, I made sure I had the money. I didn't stretch credit. I didn't apply for new credit. I didn't do any of the things that certain people that are young will do to get one thing in one moment, but don't realize the ramifications of those actions later on. I can honestly thank certain people in my life that did teach me that kind of financial literacy that isn't out there as much as needs to be. But as far as back to my circumstance goes, I think that caused me to be a little bit safe in the way I approach everyday life. And by that, I mean, you know, I've lived at home for a long time. Simply because in my head, I can't rationalize moving out. I can't rationalize financially where my next step will be. Because I could go live a lavish life out in the city, do whatever I want to do, go out, party, all these things. But I know that my end goal is much bigger than that. Much bigger than that. Much grander than that. But it comes back to me not being much of a dreamer, but being very smart in my approach, frankly, as far as I'm concerned of how I want to conduct myself and conduct the way I live my life. One of the things that definitely I am proud of is that I've always, you know, from the time I started making some decent money, I've had savings and I've had money laying around, like I said, just in case. Not everyone can say that. And part of it is the situation I put myself in, 
was I didn't spend as much money as I could have and I didn't do some of the things some of my friends were doing and that caused me to be in a better position today. But what I want people to know is that that doesn't mean that you can't chase your dreams. As someone who is still trying to figure out what is my dream and I'm trying to circle back to that point, what is my dream? I still can't tell you exactly what that dream is. And if you don't know what your dream is, I really want you today, if you're listening, to think about it. And a dream doesn't have to be career-based. And that's kind of the point that I've been thinking about the most. What I've been hearing from so many people is that a dream is associated with a job or a career or something that is financial in some aspect. A lot of dreams stem from finances. I want to be rich. I want to be wealthy. I want to have this. I want to have this car. And that's great. I don't I don't want to put anyone down because that's their dream. That's that's a great dream to have because ultimately money is security. And as someone who is very secure, money to me is security as well. But it's not a dream that I necessarily have for myself or not a dream that I set out to achieve. I think for me, my true dream is to be a support system for everyone who's around me. In saying that, I take tremendous pride and joy in being able to help people around me whenever they need it. And I don't know yet if it's at a detriment to my own personal success. And that's something that I really, really fear because there are circumstances where I may be taken advantage of or taken for granted. That's sometimes at my own at my own doing and I enable these people to take advantage of me and to use me for whatever my kindness my services whatever it is I'm trying to help them with simply because I just want to be helpful I just want to see other people achieve their dreams and that's what I think hits me the hardest is that I want to see other people achieve their dreams so much that I am sacrificing in some respect, even having a dream. In a lot of cases, my dream is to be successful like a lot of people. Um, When I think about it more so, I want to be known for being unknown. And what's crazy about that, because is that obviously it doesn't make any sense. How can you be known but unknown? I think about record producers. I think about editors. I think about cinematographers Nobody recognizes these people necessarily for the things they do. People recognize singers. They recognize directors. They recognize artists. But they don't recognize always the people behind the screen, the people behind what's actually being done. A cinematographer is someone who plans out every single shot in a movie. So what you see, it's the role of the cinematographer or the director of photography to plan out all of these shots and coordinate them with the director. The director's job is to basically just make sure the movie doesn't go to shit. But people don't know that. Like, they don't know that it's someone's job who isn't the director to make sure that a shot looks the way it looks. And yes, a director will still have input because the director is still the CEO of the movie, but it's not the director's job to make sure the shot looks good. If a cinematographer does a really good job, the director doesn't have to do anything. And I think that's kind of where I fall into the equation. I don't necessarily want to be the head of anything or be super well-known for any particular thing. I think I want to be the person that everybody who does know and is in the know in 
these industries in the photography industry, in the videography industry knows me because they're enamored with my work or things that I have worked on. Whether that's behind the scenes, whether that's conceptually, whether that's me actually doing this for someone else and not necessarily taking the credit for it because that's not the person I am. I would be more than happy to do something for somebody and not even have my name on it because I know that I did it. You know, like I don't need to prove to somebody that I did something. I know that I did it and I could do it again. And that I think is, is in essence why I want to be known, but unknown, but I want to be known for being unknown because the true art for me is that recognition without like, I don't, I don't like to be recognized for anything. I don't even like to put my work out there and tell people about it. Even when I was working on my buddy's YouTube channel, I wasn't telling anyone that I was doing it simply because I didn't know if it was going to be successful. I know it was going to be good or bad or whatever. And it wasn't necessarily that. It's just I want to be known for doing something well before I get the validation of my peers. And I and part of it is that that way I know that it's good because it's objectively found by people. And this podcast is really another testament of that. I don't necessarily am out here sharing it with my friends. Um, it is very personal to me as well. So not that I don't want them to hear it. I know in time it will all come out and they will listen to it and it will probably be a bigger thing than I want it to be. And yet I'm doing it anyways. And it's because it's a reflection of my conscious and my thoughts and my dreams. When I first set out to do this podcast, it was because I knew that eventually I would be well known for something. I still don't know what that thing is going to be, whether I want that to be photography, whether I want that to be mentorship even, or I want that to be videography, or I want it to be real estate, which I'm also doing. I don't know what I want that thing to be yet, but I know that someone can learn from my journey as mundane, boring, simple, as it may appear to me or even people that I know. There will be people who can relate to that because there is that many people in this world trying to do the same thing, trying to be successful, trying to be masters of their craft. And so I circled this back to dreams because I have multiple passions. I have things that I simply just lose time doing. And that's kind of what I equate with truly loving something. I've done a lot of different things, whether it's from sciences, arts, creativity, whatever other things I've even tried, real estate, renovations. I'm probably more things I'm just completely glossing over my head. But it comes back down to when have I lost track of time? When have I stopped picking up the phone? And if you're still not sure about those things, I want you to think about that. It's 2020 right now. A lot of us have cell phones. A lot of us are on our cell phones all day, every day. What are the things that you do that make you lose track of time? You lose track of time completely. You won't text your significant other. You won't talk to anyone else. You will com be completely immersed in whatever it is that thing, that thing that you're doing, whether it's playing music, whether it's taking photos, whether it's analyzing stocks, whether it's looking at Facebook marketing or marketing in general or designing or whatever it is that you're passionate about. 
in my opinion, that's true passion. When time stands still or flies by, those are the two moments that you know are special to you. Everyone has that moment when they remember when time just stopped and they were there with their thoughts and it seemed like time was endless. Maybe it's when you stood in front of the class for the first time and presented and you had stage fright and the clock was just ticking so freaking slow and you didn't know if you would ever escape that moment. And yet there's also times where you completely lose track of time and hours upon hours fly by and still you feel like you barely did anything. And that's because your mind was working so hard on whatever it is that task you were doing that you completely lost track of how long these things were going on. And for me, when it comes to photography and editing and doing motion graphics and all these types of things, these are the things that make me lose track of time. And it's why I want to pursue these passions. And I would highly encourage anyone out there who is still looking for their passion to look at the things that make them lose track of time. And does that align with your dreams? Because for me, helping others is my dream. So it's so easy for me to say, hey, what do you need help with? How can I help you achieve your dreams? Because that's my dream. Being a secondary accessory, whatever you want to call it, is, is my dream for a lot of the people that I'm close to and the people that I like working with. Because it's just, it's just something that I get a tremendous joy out of, a tremendous feeling of life. Being able to say, yeah, I helped that person achieve that dream. I helped that person get to where they were. That makes me tremendously happy. But as I mentioned, it, it still scares me if that's a realistic end goal. Because most people say as soon as you find what you're passionate about, the money will just come. That's great in an ideal world, but I'm still too realistic to be naive to the fact that that's not necessarily true. So as much as I may want to just help people through the various skills that I have acquired so far, it's not easy to just say, oh yeah, the money will come. If you listen to the previous episode, I'm unemployed right now. I'm living off of the government's money. I, I'm not poor by any means. I have money, yet I still need income so I can move forward in my life. And so another conversation that came up was, so what is your dream? My dream is to help others achieve their dreams. A very sad, in my opinion, dream, but it is what makes me happy. And so that's where I've landed right now with that. Okay, Jordan, well, how can you get there? How do you achieve that dream without income right now? How can you take steps to achieve that dream? And so we talked about my situation. I'm living at home. I have decent money. I can cover my bills for now. But what is that next step? And I was asked... Why is it that you still live at home? Well, I'm a logical person. I'm not going to spend unnecessary money by going out, renting an apartment, doing different things because that's not going to help me get to where I want to be. That's just going to actually deplete my funds and make it harder for me to get where I want to be. And truthfully, I think the next step for me is to get a home, not to just rent a place or buy a condo. It's to buy like an actual home that I want to live in for X number of years until I'm ready to take the next step forward with the girl I'm with right now. The real question for me is, am I doing it the right way? Or am I being too logical in my approach? I was asked if I had to make a thousand dollars a month, could I do it? And truthfully, I don't know. 
I do believe that I would rise to the challenge. I do have the confidence to do these things, but there is still a difference between confidence and self-doubt. You can be confident, but you can still doubt yourself. That's perfectly okay. I want people to know that. You can be confident in your abilities, but when it comes down to it, you may still doubt whether you have acquired enough skill to actually perform the duty in front of you. And that's okay. Like that's perfectly okay because you're going to learn on the job. You're going to acquire new skills as you develop in your life. You're not going to ever have all the tools at your disposal to succeed until you're a 20, 30 year professional. And even still, as we've seen this year, people were severely underprepared for the pandemic. Despite all the warning signs, despite everything going on across the world, people still weren't prepared. And you think to yourself, wow, how am I supposed to be prepared for life when all these people in the world who've been living a lot longer than I have, have had no idea what to do in this time? It's complete turmoil. It's chaos. People stop caring about the pandemic despite all the warning signs of the second wave and everything going on but people still don't know what to do they don't know what their next step is and that's perfectly okay but what i would say is that it's still important to have direction and for me in some respects i don't have direction because i'm sitting in my room with a bed all the food i need to survive water roof over my head, all paid for. For all intents and purposes, I don't have to make a dime to survive. I could, you know, if I really had to sell my car and I would have virtually no expenses. But I can't do that because like most people, you need a car to get to where you need to go. But I don't need to have the car that I have. I don't need to have a car that's probably worth upwards of $15,000. And that's not to flex on anybody. It's just I could buy a car that's only worth $2,000 and save a ton of money. But I have the car that I have because I intended to have it for a long time and that's what I'm going to do. Even still, I question, am I too comfortable in my situation? Would I be better off pushing myself to move out to get to that next level to where I'm forced to earn $1,500, $2,000 a month, even $3,000 a month to really challenge myself to say, do I really want this? Because if I really want it, then I'm going to make that money that I need to survive going forward. And if I don't, I won't. And where I do get worried that I could fail, I'm not worried about what would happen to me if I failed. I know that I have the people around me to support me that if I ever did fail, I would be okay. And I would, I would never shy away from that fact that I have an excellent support around me of individuals who would be there for me no matter what. And not everyone can say that. And I think that's also important, surrounding yourself with the right people. And I talked about it in the last podcast is appreciation for those around you. And I sent messages to people telling them that I appreciate them. And with that came a lot of very deep conversations about how am I doing? How are they doing? How is their life? What what are they going through? Is there things we should be talking about that we haven't talked about recently? Simply because it's just too easy not to, so easy to avoid. And I think having those difficult conversations at times can bring out the true thoughts, the true emotions of people. I think that's really important. I think that's what builds these lifelong friendships, relationships, and people that you know you can count on for anything you need. 
It's not always easy to do though. And I understand that. I understand that it takes a lot of willpower, a lot of confidence and the forthright to be able to do that. No one told me to do this. It was a thought at 4am, like three to 4am in the morning. I had been up all night thinking about my life, the things I want to do. And I was like, there's a lot of great people in my life. I should do this. And what came out of it was amazing. But what I also said was that I need to do this with more people and talk to more people and have more conversations. And I didn't do that. Or I didn't do it with enough people as far as I'm concerned. There's a lot of great people who gave me um, some really good feedback about this podcast and how they were really captivated by how open I was, the way I told my story, and how I went about it. And it really is like about my real life and the story of my successes and my failures, because I don't want to just share one thing with you. And that's, that's what this is all about is that people are so enamored with success, but they don't recognize that it takes failures to get there. And I do believe that I haven't gone through enough failures to get to where I want to be. I haven't even given myself the opportunity to fail enough. And I think that that's something that I do need to try and do more of is really like truly put myself out there. I have gotten a lot of people who see things that I've done and say, wow, like I didn't even know that you could do that. Not that it was like super amazing, but it's just like, I am so modest in the things that I do that people don't even know that I take photos. If if I didn't post them on my personal Instagram, no one would even know that I take photos because I just don't advertise it. But then sometimes when I do, people ask whoever I took the photo for like, oh, who did that for you? Like, that looks really good. And while I appreciate it in some respect, um, I don't know what their benchmark is. So the cynic in me says, well, they don't even know what a good photo is anyways. So maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. And as much as the appreciation is, it's still nice. It's still appreciated. It makes me feel good for about five seconds. I still don't feel validated because I still compare myself to people that I look up to. I look up to people that are extremely successful and maybe their idea of success isn't the same as mine. And that's what's so crazy about it is I look up to people like Peter McKinnon, like I talked about, who's extremely successful. If anyone, if he ever told me he wasn't successful, I'd smack him in his face. He knows he's successful. He's made it. He's amazing at what he does. And people tell him that every day. Um, there's other art, other creators and other artists that inspire me daily with the videos and, and art that I believe that they put out every day. But the other thing is that there's so many people out there who are still trying to find that passion like I am. And I almost want to be that voice for the next creative, the next person, the next, the next person who's up, the next me even, because there is people like that out there and they're looking for other people to shape what they do, their routines. Do they journal? Do they meditate? Do they shoot photos every single day? Do they edit every day? Do they shoot video every day? Are they on YouTube doing tutorials? Do they go to film school? All these various things that creatives, especially creatives, they come from like every single walk of life. It's insane. And like I've talked about, I have like a very sciencey analytical background. And yet I've found my way 
to be really creative and want to pursue a career in creativity. And yet there's people who will go to film school and, you know, that's like what they've always known they wanted to do. And they don't have that direction still. They're still looking up to the same people I'm looking up to. And it feels very daunting to say, wow, like I know that this person got there, like got there in two or three years or four years or five years but it sounds like forever and it sounds like a long process and it sounds like a lot of work because it is. It is a lot of work and it's a lot of work that we're going to have to commit ourselves to if we're going to get to where we want to be. And that's true with any job. You have to commit yourself. You have to do the work and put in the work. But what I would say is that for a lot of us, especially now, I feel like people aren't so laser focused on one thing anymore. I think that people have multiple passions. And so it's choosing to exercise those passions collectively or focus on just one. And it's like the idea that you're a jack of all trades and a master of none or just a master of one trade. What is better? What's the trade-off? How do we improve ourselves so that we can exercise all of these levels of creativity because truthfully I do I do love doing multiple things I love taking photos of my family of landscapes of different people the city I love taking videos I love shooting videos I I think video is really what my passion is because it really calls to the scientific mind of me as crazy as that sounds video is like it's a science it's not something that you can just go fix when you fuck it up and with photos you know you can take a good photo that's in focus that's sharp that's 90 percent of the way there and then if you're a decent editor you can take it that extra five percent but i kind of believe that it's that five to ten percent that only a master can achieve but in video it's like not even close like the common person for video can only achieve maybe 50 percent of its capabilities because everything everyone sees on TV, that's all colored. Like no one just, like cameras don't just shoot things like that. And while you can do the same thing in photos, it's a lot easier because it's all still images. There's no changing lighting. There's no differentiating. Um, there's not, there's just so much less to deal with. In video, you have to shoot it all basically like perfect in focus in that moment. You can't just fix it later. You can't just improve the lighting after the fact it's just not how this stuff works it's just not that malleable in as far as the medium goes i guess right now maybe eventually it will come it will come to that but you know most video people take are 1080p but most good photos are in like 6k and that's a big difference um anyone who's watched anything in even 4k knows the difference between 4k and 1080p and the things you can do with something that's in 4k is a lot more there's just a lot more capabilities of something that big but everyone can't just go around and record 6k video because it's just it's massive it's too big every photo you take is like 50 megabytes so 20 of those photos is a gigabyte that's how many photos every single 6k camera does in one second because people shoot 20 frames 30 frames a second now I'm gone on a massive video tangent right now because I do love video a lot.
but it's just to say that like that's the side of me that really calls a lot is the video side because it's so complex and that's why I compare it to science it is a science the science of video and why I think that my passion and my dream is to be known for video but to be unknown in the sense that I don't want to be in front of anything. I don't want to be a celebrity. I don't want to be super well known by the common person. I just want my peers and my colleagues to respect me for the work that I do. Like a lot of people. But the stuff I do will be cool. I want to film a Nike commercial. I want to do the things that inspired me to want to create. And then inspire a new generation of people to create more. And that's one of the reasons why this podcast is, it is important to me. It does, it does give me a lot of purpose because I hope that it will inspire and help a new generation of people to do things that they didn't necessarily believe they could do and to hear my voice say, no, you can do it. Like you have to just put in the work, put in the time and really, really practice your skills because even for me, the amount of stuff that I've learned and grown in the past six months even just stems off doing things I never thought I could do. I say I can't a lot and that's really dumb because it's not that I can't. It's I'm choosing not to believe that I can. I'm making that choice and putting it out in the universe that I can't. And yeah, that sounds super preachy and obvious, but it is kind of true. You know, there's certain things that you can't do but you don't really know until you actually try. And it, so- it just sounds so stupid to say out loud. And it sounds stupid even telling it to you guys. But I definitely want to say, like, go out and try. And while I wouldn't try the way I do it, because to me, it's very grand. And I want to do everything. Like, I want to have a full studio in my new house. That, like, it's not that I want. Like, I'm going to do it. it I-, I don't care what has to happen to make that happen, but it's going to happen. I'm going to have that all set up and ready to go for whenever I want to shoot a video or whenever I want to record a podcast. I'm going to have all the facilities I need to dream and chase anything I want to chase. And I want this podcast to be a starting point for people who want to dream and chase their dreams because that's not easy. It's not easy to go out and spend money on things not knowing if you're going to get it back. But what I would say, and the difference between what I do and what a hobbyist does, is that I never intend to lose money with anything I do. It doesn't matter how much money I spend. It doesn't matter if I spend $6,000 on a computer. It doesn't matter if I spend $500 on a microphone. It doesn't matter if I spend $300 on the audio interface. It doesn't matter. It, it It's all going to come back to me. Because when I make two or $3,000 over the summer doing a couple projects. I shoot someone's music video for $500. This podcast eventually gets monetized. It's, it's all going to come back in some way or another. And it's not to be bolsterous about how I'm going to succeed and this is how you do it and just buy expensive stuff. No, it's, it's believing in yourself first and foremost and choosing to make sure that under no circumstance do you not get your return on your investment. I told you about my camera that I spent $4,000 on. I've gotten all that money back because when I bought it, I told myself I'm going to get that money back. It'd be really stupid if I bought a camera and didn't use it, right? But when I bought it, I had known from the from the very beginning 
I can't buy this without getting this money back. I told my parents, I'm like, I'm not buying this just to take pictures here and there. Like I want to actually make money with this um, because it's a medium that I can use to make money for the rest of my life. Even if I choose to become a real estate agent full time and just make money that way. Someone says, hey, Jordan, can you come shoot my kids for their birthday or whatever? I'll give you 300 bucks. Yeah, I'll do it. It's just extra money in my pocket to do something that I've always loved doing basically from the moment I picked up a camera. In a lot of ways, that's what's really important to me. And I do think there's just some importance in making sure that the things you do, you're not sacrificing time for no reason. As much as I'm indecisive about my future career, I know that some way or another, it's going to lead to future successes financially and fulfill me on top of that. Yes, fulfillment is important, but for a lot of people, they need to have that financial security more than they need fulfillment because fulfillment doesn't pay the bills. It, it's what everyone's searching for, but it doesn't pay your bills, doesn't pay off your car, doesn't pay off your student loans. So as much as going to the homeless shelter and making someone's day or dropping some change in a homeless man's cup or whatever it is, if you can't go home and pay your own bills, you're still, at least in your mind, struggling. Struggling to make yourself a success or at least to make yourself happy in some respects because you want to be stable. You want to have everything. You should want to have everything. You deserve it. But you have to chase your dreams in a way that's feasible. And that's where my story is extremely interesting in my perspective because I have no problem chasing my dreams, but... I don't have a defined dream. My dream isn't necessarily to be a well-known cinematographer. That would be awesome. Don't get me wrong. I would love that. I also want to be well-known for just being a good person and being authentic and being genuine. And that's one of my better qualities. I don't sugarcoat things with people. I try to be very honest. I try to tell people how I feel without putting them down. I try to uplift them. But most importantly, I want them to know that I support them. And I think that's really important because a lot of people will say they support you, but they don't always. And that's okay. I don't blame them for that. If you tell me you support me and you don't, I'm, I'm never going to be upset with you because I'm a person that I admit it is very selfish. So as much as I want to support people, I'm always going to put myself first. And I'm never going to apologize for that. But if I'm offering to help you and I'm offering to do something for you, I want you to know that I'm doing it because I want to help you. Like, not necessarily because I want the money out of it, but I mean, it couldn't hurt if you felt like you should pay me for this service or for whatever I'm helping you with. That would be nice because that's you supporting me. The way I support you, I would hope to be supported in the same way because everyone's time is valuable no matter whose it is. And so whether it's just me coming over to your house to help you move and you weren't providing lunch, you weren't, you know, offering up food or anything. Maybe I declined and that's fine. Um, but I want people to recognize that true support financial is involved. And I talked to um, my friend Alex about this today and he even told me the same thing. He's like, you never ask for money. And I don't. I, I don't believe in asking for money. And it may sound foolish, but with those I'm really close to, I know that whatever they're asking me is probably going to take me five to 10 minutes at, ma at the most. What is that worth to me? It's not worth money. 
because it's just not. And if it's a bigger project, then we'll discuss it. But I definitely need people to know that like, at least for me, I want to help them. I want to help them achieve all their goals. And so if you're listening to this and you have a goal or you have a dream, I want you to reach out to me and say, hey, Jordan, how can I make this dream happen? Because I'll tell you straight up, I've told people in my life a lot, like, look, that's stupid. I will tell you why I think it's stupid. I'm not just going to put you down. But if you have a plan and I don't think your plan is logical, I don't think your plan is smart and I don't think your plan makes sense, I'm going to tell you that. But I will also try and tell you what I think you could do to make it more logical, make it more idealistic, make it more realistic and make it a real plan. Like I said, there's a lot of people who are good at dreaming. There's not a lot of people who are good at putting into action and infrastructure for these dreams. And so I think that's the inverse of my problem. My problem isn't making a plan. My problem is coming up with the final, with the grand finale. What is the end goal? What is it that I'm searching for? And what is it that I want to achieve in my life? Because today it's one thing. A year ago, it was something completely different. Next year, it'll probably be different again. But I think that's part of what's blocking me from achieving that goal, achieving that dream is having something I'm working towards daily. And that for me is what is the ultimate hangup. And even talking about it, it it's scary to me. Like I don't, I don't have like an end goal I'm working towards right now. What is that end goal? What is it that I'm trying to get to? And the way I look at it, it has to be finding a way to help the people that are close to me succeed. Because there's a lot of things I didn't know that I could figure out or do simply because someone asked me if I could help them. Maybe it's my ego. Maybe it's my confidence. Maybe it's my own ability and intelligence. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a combination of all of them is that it's very rare that I will fail when I'm pursuing something to better someone else. And I really want all of you to think about that. When you are doing something solely for someone else, how often do you fail? And yet, when you do something for yourself, that failure rate can be much higher. And maybe it's because the stakes for you aren't as high as they are for somebody else. Maybe those stakes for you are nothing and offering up your free time is simply just your goodwill as a human being. And so it's not hard for you to come up with that. But yet, Why is it that it's so easy to help somebody and so difficult to help yourself? That's another thing that I think is preventing me from achieving my dreams. It's so easy for me to whip up a video for somebody else about whatever it is they want, and it may take me an hour. But if I had to make a video promoting myself, I wouldn't even know where to start. I wouldn't even know where to begin. I don't know what would be in my reel the way I would shoot it, if there'd be a script, if it'd be strictly B-roll. And maybe that's my next step is how do I stop helping others in order to help myself? Now, it doesn't mean I'm not going to help other people. Anyone listening out here, please, if you want help with something, you know, you've heard about some of my interests, some of the things I'm good at. And a lot of it is promotion based, creativity based. But anything, like I said, I have a background in science. If you're wondering about your tailbone, let me know. And maybe I can help you with it. Maybe I can help you with a problem in your knee. I have a knee problem right now. Maybe I can help you with that. Tell you what might be wrong. Some things you could maybe do to 
alleviate that pain. I'm not a doctor, but I'm not an idiot either. Where I'm going with this is that I need to find a way to support myself, support my dreams. And while I'm in the process of doing that, come up with a concrete dream. And so right now, my major takeaways is that we all have dreams. First thing, what is our dream? How can we achieve that dream? Second, what are everyone else's dreams? How can we help them achieve those dreams? Because that is secondary. Always put your dreams before other people's dreams. But it's important to acknowledge what their dreams are. And if need be, put their dreams before your own. Because we all have things going on in our lives. And sometimes it's very difficult to put someone else's dreams aside, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a significant other, whether it's a brother, sister, sibling, parent, to where you have to set your own dreams aside. And I'm not trying to convince anyone they shouldn't do that. Because if that's something you have to do for somebody else, I would highly encourage you to do that. But once you have your dream and you know what other people's dreams are and you want to support those, after that, it's just about believing in yourself, building up that confidence, taking the next steps to be better in whatever field, career, endeavor you're chasing as a dream. And then from there, it's about building connections, meeting the right people, reaching out, being vulnerable, and having these tough conversations with people because that's what's going to lead you to become successful is doing all the things that you think aren't helpful and are taking you away from your dream that may actually help you get there quicker than you thought. At least that's how I feel. I feel like for a long time I've been helping other people achieve their dreams and maybe you've done the same and maybe you feel the same way I do and it's kind of resonating with you and yet you haven't made time to chase your dreams. Your career is fine. Maybe you have a career that you like, but it's not your dream. And so you want to figure out what is that dream? Is there a way to merge your career and your dreams? Is there a way to make all of this a reality? And that to me is really what the next step is, is what are my dreams? What am I doing to make room for my dreams ahead of other people's dreams? And how can I achieve those dreams? I wanted to thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. This is the Real Life Podcast with Jordan Richards. You can follow me on Twitter at ShaboyJRich. Like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on all your favorite podcast formats. Reach out to me if you have any questions, if you need any support, if you need to talk, because this is why I'm here. I'm here to tell you about my real life and to talk to you about your real life and have real conversations with other real people. And that's what this is about. It's about building a community. I want to build up creators. I want to build up non-creators. I want to turn non-creators into creators because I believe that everyone inside of you has a creator. And it's very important to me to try and bring that out of people. And so if you feel like that's you and you feel like you need that extra push and you feel like listening to this podcast isn't enough and you want more, reach out to me. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Because we're all in this together and I do believe that we're here to support each other. And I need you to know that I'm here to support you. Thanks again, guys. And I'm out. See you in the next episode when I figure out what my dreams are and how I'm going to get there. We'll talk soon.